Chapter 1 Park Slope, Brooklyn, New York, July 2006 Brandon McKibben didn't consider himself old. Sure, he was older than most in this game, but he did own the company. His face and body held the hard lines of a cowboy. His hands were callous from the ranch work of long ago, and he wore the boots. He'd always worn the cowboy boots, at least since his junior year in high school. He knew how to ride a horse better than most, though it had been years since he had. He had shooed many horses in his day and rode in several rodeos. He'd even placed in more than his share. Steer wrestling had been his event. He hadn't wrestled a steer in over twenty-five years. He didn't wear his Stetson at work much anymore and hadn't for a long time, but he kept it with him on a special block in the office and wore it everywhere else. He'd only owned one hat in his life because, as Matthew had once put it, it can take near thirty years or so for a good hat to train itself to your head. By that logic, Brandon was almost there with this one. He had never felt out of place as a cowboy, not when he was a Marine stationed in Germany, not at NYU, not even here in his hometown of Brooklyn. His appearance did occasionally draw a look or two from the more colorful crowd around his neighborhood, Park Slope. He had traded his horse for a news truck, his lasso for a video camera. His ranch hands were now stringers. He was as proud of being a stringer as he once had been of being a cowboy. Still, though, only occasionally, he missed the open range. Carly, his wife, was always telling him to live in the moment. She often used phrases like, get out of the wayback machine or turn the page. The fact was that he did live in the moment when he was working. However, when he wasn't working, he often would dwell on the time when he had been a cowboy, if only in short bites. He had planned to move back west after college, perhaps to New Mexico, to attend graduate school at UNW, one of the best photography schools in the world. He'd even been accepted into the program. However, fate had intervened in the form of Carly. She was a New York City girl, and she was well worth staying put for. He had never imagined that he could have fallen that hard again. The real reason he didn't wear his hat at work was that it made it next to impossible to work the camera properly. Today, he had decided to work the street. It felt good to get out of the office. Ralph had gone missing again with one of the news trucks, and it was crunch time. Maggie hadn't spoken to him in over an hour, and, as usual, he had forgotten to call in. Brandon wasn't quite sure why he put up with Ralph the way he did. Something in him couldn't quite bring himself to give Ralph his walking papers. It wasn't like he was costing him money. Ralph worked for commission, as did the rest of his crew, except for Maggie, who ran the office. Brandon Stringers got to use his equipment, cameras, live trucks, and scanners in exchange for the $110 they got for each sale. So, when Ralph decided to take a long lunch or disappear to run an errand, Brandon took to the streets. It was the perfect excuse to get out of the office for a few hours, like some sort of unspoken agreement between them. Maggie was good at running the office. She made all the phone calls, did all the billing, and followed up with all of the stations to check the footage for use, all of the tasks he used to do. So when the story in Prospect Park broke, and there was no sign of Ralph, Brandon had simply mounted his news truck. After all, his office was in Sunset Park, less than spitting distance, as Matthew would have said, from Prospect Park. Brandon pulled his live truck up to the curb at a no-parking sign on Prospect Park West, and tossed the press placard onto the dashboard. That was the advantage of having a press pass. You could park almost anywhere you wanted and not get a ticket. Even when he wasn't working, he liked to abuse the parking privilege. It was possibly his favorite perk.
Brandon scanned the area. Two police units had pulled up, and officers were running into the park. People were running out, away from the playground. That was where he would start, for if a crowd of people were running away from something, there was a good chance it would be newsworthy. Brandon was used to running against the crowd. He'd done it all of his life. He grabbed his Sony video camera and followed the officers at a distance so that they would not notice him. Over a small grassy rise, he saw the playground from which everyone was fleeing. A man in a white shirt was waving something shiny. A small patch of bushes provided him with the perfect view and also hid him from sight. He ducked into it before he was noticed by the police.